0: This is the Wednesday, July 28th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action, a little Olympics, and baseball as well. So a little bit of everything, and as we promise, every weekday, in and out in less than 10 minutes. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings America's top-rated Daily Fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Tyler Fulgham. Tyler, big win for the Americans in men's hoops. But, uh, you know, the opponent, considering the opponent, they were about 40-point favorites to actually cover it with ease. So we turn the page and look ahead to the Czech Republic, about 21-point favorites or so over the Czech Republic. But are you buying the Americans now being back? I am
1: not. I think this is, again, another time to go full fade on Team USA. Um, Iran is a unique opponent in this Olympics and the fact that they're one of the few countries around the world that has not caught up to the NBA caliber of uh, the American game. They don't. There's no Iranian players playing in the NBA of import. Um, meanwhile, Czech Republic has guys like uh, Tomas Satoransky, who's a good rotation player, uh, who's moved around with the Wizards and the Bulls. Uh, Jan Vesely is on their national team, and he was once I believe a top six or seven yeah. pick in the NBA draft um, of the Wizards. So there is legitimate talent on this team. So I think uh, I'm going to take advantage of people looking at, oh, we figured it out. We beat Iran by 100 points. Well, yeah, you're definitely on talent alone going to beat Iran by 100 points. But now you're playing a team that knows the international game, has NBA talent, 21.5 is too much uh, for this particular uh, team, United States squad. So I'm eager to jump back on the opponents of full-fade team, you'll say.
0: All right, as for today's action, let's hit the diamond first. We'll get back to the Olympics um, any barn burners on the diamond for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: how about a barn burner with your Baltimore Orioles, Doug? They're taking on the Miami Marlins. What an interleague rivalry
0: this has turned
1: into, Miami and Baltimore over the years. Um, Miami's offense is hot um, lately. They've scored 18 runs in their last 19 innings, and Jorge Lopez is the starter for Baltimore on the bump in a uh, – Ballpark is of course great for hitting, uh, with uh, weather conditions being prime for some offense. So I'm going to take the Marlins team total over two and a half runs in the first five innings, basically handicapping that they can score three runs while Jorge Lopez is out there on the bump. Plus 105 is the price on that, so I get a pretty good price. But Lopez, uh, an ERA that's just a tick under six, because last time out he went and allowed just one earned run for the first time uh, since May in his last outing. His whip is 1.6, and he's allowing a 360 Woba to both left-handed and right-handed hitters. So it's not like you know only one side of the plate matches against them. Everyone matches against Lopez. The Marlins' offense has been hot, um, and they are on the road against Lopez in a great hitting environment in Baltimore.
0: There's some interesting uh, games. I don't have a firm opinion of them. Obviously, Dodgers-Giants is interesting given their tight race out there in the National League West. Red Sox, Blue Jays, both with aspirations for the postseason I do like Boston a little bit at a dollar 30 i I'm not going to trust Steven Matz the lefty at Fenway Yanks Rays as well anything stand out to you in those higher profile games
1: yeah I think the Yankees are worth a little sprinkle on the money line um, they've been really good against a uh, right-handed hit uh, right-handed pitching as of late pardon me and Michael Walker. Uh, is a below average white right-handed pitcher right now an era north of five for the rays obviously the rays are a good team but um this is one of the weaker links of their starting rotation so the yankees bats seem to be coming to life just slightly um as guys return to the lineup and get healthy and walk is a guy i wouldn't mind picking on especially if we're getting the yankees on the money line at a plus price
0: okay let's go to the olympics and do some golf uh I'm on Paul Casey. It's sixteen to one. There's some eighteen to one out there, and even even better than that as well. Basically, his approach game's been outstanding this year. Morikawa is obviously in this field as well, but he's right there behind him in terms of the players competing at this event. Also, he's just been in good form. He's got a win on his resume this year. I think seven top tens. I want to say something insane like that. And uh, so I'm going to go with Casey here. Um, look, it's the Olympics. A little different, obviously. But it's still golf, and I think he's in good form.
1: I I'm gonna be right there with you. I think Paul Casey provides the best value of any world class player in this event. Um, at, at sixteen to one, uh, he doesn't have a major, but um, we saw last uh, a Rio games Justin Rose win, um, who hasn't racked up you know a zillion majors as well. Casey is always there though. Twenty um, sixth or better in every major this season, including two top seven finishes. So he, he's got the game the, the field is shrunk in terms of the elite elite um, that are in this and uh, off the tee um, around the green uh, on approach. He's someone who ranks in the top 10 um, in this field. So love that as well. Um, another guy, another few bets I like, you know, top 20 finishes um, at good price, Jonathan Vegas um, and Mito Pereira. Um, Vegas from Venezuela, Pereira from Chile. I talked about uh, these two last week for the 3M Open and both delivered. Um, that's my only concern is that they played last week and will have to travel a- halfway across the world to Tokyo and not spend as much time on the course and not have as much time to get their body clock acclimated to the time change. But they're both in such great form uh, recently that I think they're good value inside the top 20. Thomas Peters, the Belgian Bombers, another one inside the top 20, I like, at plus 130. Um, he's never fares as well in the PGA Tour, but in worldwide events, He's finished top 25 in 10 of his last 19 worldwide events. He's fifth on the European tour and strokes gained off the tee because of his length. And apparently this course setup will feature uh, or, or will benefit guys who can drive it long and straight and set themselves up with short approach shots. Because if you're a great putter, that won't be as big of an advantage at this particular track as it might be at others where big bombers can, you know, have, much shorter clubs coming in and set themselves up with shorter looks with their uh, weaker part of the game, their flat stick. And that certainly fits Thomas Peters. Another guy I like is Matias Schwab uh, to finish top 10 at plus 700. Uh, He's missed back-to-back cuts, Doug. But before that he had made 15 straight cuts and eight top 15 finishes in those 15 made cuts. So I think this is a buy low spot on someone who's had a little blip in the radar, but before that his form had been over a, Large sample size. Very good. Tenth on the European tour and strokes gain on approach. So, again, there's a guy who doesn't putt the ball well, but who puts the ball in close proximity. And with this being a no cut event, um, you know, you just need that one hot round that can really change the landscape of where you finish on the leaderboard. So I think Peters and Schwab are two guys with their length and their ability to throw darts with their irons in the case of Schwab. Uh, can have a great, great low round that could really set them up inside the top ten or top twenty. But I'm with you in tailing Paul Casey
0: as my gold medalist sixteen to one. Okay, good stuff. Um, quite the elaborate breakdown. I like. it. I have uh, <laughs> nothing really in in God. water polo. Look, there's like two blowouts expected. I don't think the U.S. is going to cover plus two and a half against Italy. But it's not like a you know solid solid play. They could. They're like U.S. in the men's polo. Their ceiling is really high. It's just their inconsistency. So I don't love it there. Uh, Caleb Dressel in the 100 meters, um, freestyle, sprint event, plus 110. I'm going to play him. We did get touched out literally by like a hundredth of a second on our three-to-one dog yesterday, Alex Walsh, the American. That was painful in the 200 IM. So I am going to play Dressel. Uh, probably going to do Ledecky, but she's like minus 500 in the 800 meters, but don't really encourage that. But that's, that's tonight's swimming and aquatics breakdown for you there, <laughs> Tyler. Um, Appreciate it. That's about all I got. And look, and we got NBA Draft coming up. We're going to talk about it on the show. We have an earlier TV show today, 5.30 Eastern, so a half hour earlier, but we are still the full hour. So join us there on ESPN2. We'll have some good content and also look ahead to the NBA Draft with prop bets galore.